Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 788. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about a little bit of a tough subject to bring up, but something that's been on my mind and I want to at least mention the possibility that we may be experiencing a flash crash ahead. Now, a flash crash is very difficult to predict, and it's not something that is normal. It's not something that happens very often at all, thank goodness. It's something that can mean a devastating decline in one day. So unlike what we saw in a very fast decline from February into March and where we hit our March lows in just a few days, and that was one of the fastest declines ever, this kind of a decline, a flash crash, happens all in one day. It seems to come from nowhere and the market just continues to go down and down and down. And what happens is the computer programs kick in And once selling starts, the computers are programmed to continue to sell. And the selling just goes on and on and on to shocking levels. And it can create a panic. And that panic really feeds on itself. And you don't even need necessarily a real cause of this panic. Again, the computers can just get triggered from an interest rate spike or rumors. There's nothing necessarily very concrete that has caused these collapses in the past. I was around in 1987 and I remember that crash very well. Over the weekend, talked about interest rates spiking. And by the time the market opened on Monday, it just started to go down and down and down. And no one knew why. And it just kept going. And finally, at the end of the day, It was down 508 points, which today doesn't sound like a lot of points, but percentage-wise, it was huge. It was 22.6%, almost 23% that the Dow Jones declined in one day in 1987. And it happened to be on a very particular day that's coming up that also happens to be on a Monday, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So this selling can start from a simple trigger like an interest rate spike. But there's usually other accommodating things, certain psychologies, certain mindsets, sentiment that is also going on. So we're gonna talk about what the causes could be of a flash crash. And I'm not saying with 100% certainty this is going to happen, but I'm just saying I have an odd feeling that this is very likely to be the year where we could experience another flash crash. And it may be even this coming Monday. So what are the causes of flash crashes? 
Well, I talk a lot about market sentiment and being a contrarian. And right now, it just so happens that more market timers are bullish than almost any other time since the year 2000. And we know the year 2000 was a very big bubble in the stock market. So the fact that we have more bullishness now or even equal bullishness to the year 2000 is a red flag. And since we always wanna be a contrarian, when we see everybody on one side of the boat, we know that the boat has to eventually go the other way. And when it's so extreme, it can go the other way quite quickly. Number two, Warren Buffett has an indicator that he uses to determine whether a market is overvalued or not. It's called Buffett's Expensive Market Rule. That's not a very original or fancy name, but that's what it is. It tells you, is the market expensive or not? Now, normally, the market averages a ratio of stock market to the gross domestic product, the GDP, the amount that the country is growing. That ratio of the stock market to GDP is usually about 80%. In 2000, this indicator showed that the stock market was extremely overvalued when it got to 130% of the stock market valuation compared to the GDP. Also, we saw a lower peak in 2007 when the stock market got to 110% of value versus the GDP. But when we look at today, and the percentage of the stock market value to the gross domestic product. And this is using the Wilshire 5000 index, which is the broadest measure of the stock market. It takes basically all the stocks in the stock market rather than just the 500 from the S&P 500. It takes 5,000 stocks. So the Wilshire 5000 is currently not at a ratio of 80%, the mean ratio. And by the way, mean ratio means that half the time it's above that ratio and half the time it's below that ratio. So the mean ratio is 80%, but currently the ratio of the Wilshire 5000 to the GDP is not 130% that it was in the year 2000. It's not 110% that it was at the market high in 2007 before that crash. It's at 180%, more than double the mean value of the ratio of the stock market to GDP and well above the 2000 peak and well above, of course, the 2007 peak. In fact, it's about 50% above what the peak was in the year 2000 bubble. So this is telling us not only are we in a bubble, we are in a super enormous scary bubble that shows massive overvaluation right now. And that tells us that we are ripe for a flash crash. So that's the Buffett indicator. The third reason that we're concerned about a flash crash is that margin regulations are rising on Monday. That means you're gonna have to sell something to cover your margin if you're 100% leveraged. Margin is simply borrowing to buy stocks. And unfortunately, when you get into speculative markets like this, a lot of times people are borrowing heavily because they feel so bullish about the market, they feel confident that they can borrow money, pay interest on it, 
and buy stocks with that that they don't have the money to pay for. So they're heavily margined. And what happens is when the market starts to decline, your equity value goes down in that account as the value of your holdings goes down. And once you reach a certain level, you either have to put more cash in to adjust to the correct margin percentage, or the brokerage firm will sell out your positions. And if they sell out your positions automatically, that turns into a waterfall for a lot of people in the stock market. So once that selling starts and the margin calls go and the selling begins, that can trigger the automated programs that I've been talking about. And these AI programs or high frequency trading programs, whatever you wanna say that they are, they are programmed to sell when certain conditions exist. And when there is a large decline, they can feed on themselves and just cause continued selling. And when you have a lot of people getting margin calls and being sold out in their accounts automatically, that means every single asset can decline in value. That means not only stocks, but it could mean also gold and silver mining stocks, which even though we tend to think of them as highly undervalued right now, it doesn't matter. There is no preferential treatment to what's sold out in the account. If your account is sold out for margin, it's it's sold out. So that's where everything can go down in value initially. Later, when the bargain hunters come in and start buying, theoretically, the most undervalued things would bounce first. So people would tend to buy value stocks. They would tend to buy perhaps gold and silver or mining companies, etc. So the fact that the margin requirements are changing on Monday is another potential cause of a flash crash. Number four, China and the US are heating up the tension over Taiwan. I don't know if you saw this information, but there was news that a US destroyer sailed through Taiwan Straits and Xi Jinping said, quote, prepare for war. Of course, the US backs Taiwan and its freedom and China does not want us to interfere with its trying to get Taiwan back as a part of communist China. So there is tension over Taiwan. And the fact that Xi Jinping said prepare for war is very concerning. Now, it might just be rhetoric, but there might also be some exchange of fire or some warning shots fired. And God forbid something worse than that. I don't think that's going to happen, but we could have a big scare. And that scare could also be the type of news that would cause a flash crash and cause the market to drop quickly and sharply. Number five, we're still waiting for stimulus and I'm confident it's coming through. However, it hasn't come through yet. And so more and more businesses are going out of business every day. They are having financial difficulties, real estate, commercial real estate, shopping malls, etc., are having real problems. And that stimulus is really needed by individuals as well. So the fact that the stimulus hasn't been passed yet, well, the stock market rallied quite a bit expecting the stimulus to be passed quickly, and now it seems to be stalled. So on that news, 
the market could continue to sell off. However, any news of stimulus could also help cause a sharp rebound. And number six, one of the most influential firms, Goldman Sachs, today downgraded technology from overweight to neutral. They said that you should be into more defensive things than technology. They saw the market having a rotation away from the digital economy type stocks, more to recovery and infrastructure type stocks. And they felt that people should buy value. So they essentially are making a call that maybe it's time to lessen your stake in some of these large technology companies, which by the way, I've been reporting and you know, make up a majority of the S&P 500, just a handful, five of those companies make up over 20% of the S&P 500. So any move down in those major tech stocks would tend to drive the market lower, both the S&P and the NASDAQ. So technology possibly becoming less favorable or a lot of money moving out of technology could help ignite the flash crash. A couple of strange outliers that we have going on. Number one, we have the antitrust case that I've mentioned to you that I'm waiting for the Department of Justice to bring against Google, Apple, Facebook, and Amazon. That possibility is still likely, and it's just a matter of timing when those antitrust cases come. There's also the possibility of China bringing some sort of charge against Google. And we did see sort of a retaliatory move in China when Apple tried to introduce its new products and apparently China shut down the broadcast. Whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. People have speculated. But the fact is the launch didn't go real well in China. So will that hurt Apple long-term? Maybe, but what I do know is that there are antitrust charges coming. We just don't know when. That much the Department of Justice has already told us. And the final outlier that's very strange, but if you've read my book, could be a really interesting indicator, and that is about cycles. Chapter three of Your Already a Wealth Heiress talks about cycles, and it's often the chapter that people tell me is their favorite because it's really interesting and out there, but it really makes you think about certain cycles that repeat and what causes that repetition and when they repeat and why they repeat. Well, we have a repeating cycle that happened 33 years ago on this coming Monday, October 19th. That was the decline I was telling you about, 22.6% decline on October 19th, 1987. Well, this coming Monday also happens to be October 19th of 2020. And it's 33 years from the previous flash crash. That 33 years is an odd cycle that's out there. And that makes me think it's possible we could have that repeat of 1987. Now, even if we have a flash crash, it may be a 23% decline, or it could be less, or it could be more. We don't really know. What we do know is that all of these things have really come together on this one particular day 
in this particular possible cycle that may be repeating itself. So again, what do we have happening? We have people more bullish than they've been in any year since the year 2000, according to the Holbert Stock Newsletter Sentiment Index. 99% have been lower in their bullishness than where it stands today. 99% of the time, market timers have been less bullish than they are today. So the amount of bullishness, the amount that people are confident the market's going to continue up is unprecedented. And that means on a contrarian basis, the majority are usually wrong and it's the minority who are usually right. So when you see massive bullishness, it usually is a bearish sign or meaning the market's going to drop. Number two, we have the Buffett indicator. We have the stock market at 180% of value to the gross domestic product, an unheard of percentage that we've ever seen and certainly bigger than the year 2000 bubble by 50%. Number three, we have the margin requirements changing on Monday, requiring people to have more equity in their account, and that increases the tendency for margin calls and automated selling of positions in their account to cover their margin requirements. Number four, we have tensions with China and the US heating up and any particular thing happening there could be a trigger. Number five, we have the delayed stimulus. And while nothing needs to happen for that to be bad news, it's just that it's delayed. Unless we hear something positive, it's not going to change what's happening with the stimulus. If we hear something negative, that's going to be unexpected, although that's somewhat already priced in. Number six, we have the downgrade of technology by Goldman Sachs and the talk of rotating out of technology into more value-oriented companies, more defensive positions, and moving away from the digital economy type stocks into more of the economic recovery stocks and the infrastructure stocks, which we are fans of as well. And then the two outliers, we still have the antitrust cases out there by the Department of Justice, by China possibly, and then the strange 33-year cycle of 1987's flash crash. So I can't guarantee that on Monday, October 19th, we're going to have a flash crash, but I can say things are really lining up to give it more weight than it might normally have. And since I'm looking for weakness later in November anyway, I've issued a sell signal for the VIP experience. It might be a little early, but this is a good time to exit near all-time highs and We've had such a good year getting back in at those March lows and riding this wave all the way up and making some strategic moves that really paid off for us and being in the number one asset this year of silver, having that increase 35% in August alone, we've had a lot of really great things happening. Our mining stocks have been up over 30% year to date. I mean, we've just had a stellar year. So we're going to step aside. I've made that decision for us. And we're going to watch the fireworks without risk. There are a few things that I've advised the VIP experience to keep, and we will be looking for opportunities. But right now, the risk is really a lot higher than it needs to be. And whether or not we have this flash crash, it certainly looks like there are a lot of reasons that could cause a pullback or something sharp 
to happen in the markets, and we're gonna protect our gains here. If you're wanting someone to give you some guidance about what's going on in the markets, to keep you fully educated and updated, to make tactical moves and to give you the inside scoop, because there's actually even a bigger story than this going on, then consider joining the VIP experience. You're given an asset allocation model to follow, timing if appropriate, and if we have extreme measures like we have had this year, and lots of communication and education so you really understand how to become a better investor. And you save from having to pay all those fees every month. If that's something that's appealing to you, just fill out the short questionnaire in the show notes and we'll set up a time to talk. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.